Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to episode 60 of Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. And I tend to do kind of self-awareness slash reflection podcast when I hit the the big numbers and the 61 is a big one for me. I'm really happy I've gotten to episode 60. So this week I am talking about what I've learned from the sea. When lockdown happened, I started sea swimming. It wasn't intentional. It was completely unintentional because I have the biggest fear of cold. I hate the cold. It's not that I hate it. I fear it because I can't function when I'm cold. I can't warm up. I need warmth. So I'd I'd never do it. I used to do it a few years ago, but that was when I was... 20 kilos heavier than what I am now I don't have that much body fat I don't have that much insulation on me now for the sea swimming but I ended up doing it and it's been transformational for me I've learned a lot from it now when I say sea swimming I'm not really swimming I'm getting into the cold water and I'm lasting four or five minutes in and around that. I go by feel. Once my body starts convulsing uncontrollably, I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to get out now. But it has been an experience for me. It's helped me to reconnect with myself. It's helped me to reconnect with the earth, with Mother Nature, with Mother Gaia. And it's taken me out of my head. It's made me realize that, it, it's made me look at my ego and be like, wow. Like I get into the, into the sea, I get into the ocean. It's the Atlantic Ocean and it's wild. And some days it's calm, some days it's bliss, some days it's torture. But when I'm in there, I... I look around, I look at the sky, I feel my feet either on the rocks or in the sand, all depending on if it's high tide or low tide. (laughs) I look up, I look out to the hills, the Clare Hills. I'm in Galway in Ireland, for anyone who's listened to me that's not in Ireland. So I live right on the west coast of Ireland. And I have the Atlantic Ocean literally on my doorstep and I look across to the Burn Hills. And when we connect, or something I'm learning, I have to stop saying we. When I connect back into nature, it brings a huge sense of calm and peace for me. And it's something that benefits me so much because I can be in my head a lot (laughs) I think a lot of people can but I 
would tend to have so many thoughts floating in and out of my head. And sometimes I can get lost in that. I can get lost in my head. So coming, coming back out to nature and immersing myself in the ocean, in the salt water, grounds me and brings perspective into my life. And it makes me look at my ego and be like, Orla, come on, there is a huge world out there. It doesn't revolve around you. There is so much more going on. It makes me feel more at peace. And it makes me not so scared anymore. That's something that's come up for me a lot over COVID. It's something that came up for me today even. That fear that I didn't realise that I have fear in life and I'm scared and that's pushed my button so I'm kind of like okay gotta look at this one but connecting in with the ocean there is a safety in it and even saying that it sounds strange because with the ocean the ocean is powerful she's so powerful hmm. I have to respect her. I have a fear of her sometimes, but I know once I respect her, I'll be okay. So with the sea swimming, I've gathered a few lessons. I have five lessons from the sea. And the first one is letting go of control. I'm a massive control freak. <laughs> I always have been in little ways. It was amplified something massive within COVID. With the lockdown, I I couldn't handle it. I could not handle being told what I could or couldn't do. And I know where that comes from. So I, I'm very much aware of that. But it still pushed all my buttons. So throughout lockdown, I was putting things in place to make sure that I wouldn't lose control and I could hang on to some semblance of control. But then when I started sea swimming, I realised that I have no control over anything in life. And it was the ocean that taught me that. Because I would get in. And if the tide was high, I couldn't stand. And I'm not a strong swimmer. I will doggy paddle or I do the breaststroke. But if I can't stand, I will panic. Because I have no control. When the swell is high, when the waves are big... I have zero control. So when I get in on those days, I get in and I hang on to the railings so that I feel some sense of security, some sense of safety. It's basically my safety net. But being in the ocean on those days, being in her, 
it really shows me how much we have control of nothing. The ocean is a powerful thing. She is strong. She can take you out in one wave. She can drop your core temperature. She can push you up against the rocks. She has the power. But it's learning to acknowledge that and accept that. And accept that we have no control over anything. And it's learning to surrender to that. And being okay with that. Being okay with whatever life has to throw at us. We might like to think we have control over it, but really we don't. All we have control over is how we react and respond. How we process, how we move through it, how we move forward. That was a huge one for me. Learning to just be. On her wild days, on her calm days, and her calm days were amazing. They still are. She can hold you. She can embrace you. She can make you feel safe and secure. Or she can push every button that's in you. It's the same as life. Life does that. But again, it's how we react and respond and process. So for me, letting go of control was a big lesson and I'm very grateful to her for that. When I speak of the ocean, I always call her her. It's that feminine energy, it's that fluidity. The next lesson I got from her was connections. Connections with people, connections to myself, connections to the world around me and to the importance of connections. Again, throughout COVID, I did an episode on here about were you horny or just lacking connection? <laughs> and it's because human beings are hardwired for connection, for connection, love and belonging. And that sense of tribe Sea swimming has made me make more connections with people, which has been amazing. There was a couple of women. I'm not going to say old women because they're, they're not old, they're older. They're seasoned, should I say. <laughs> and they're lovely. And my God, they can stay in the water for a long time. I can't. <laughs> but I remember one day going in. I think it was my third day going in. And I ran back out after maybe three minutes. And it was freezing. And the waves were high and they were crashing. And they were hitting me in the back, in the face. I don't like to dunk my head. But that day I just gave into it and I 
dipped right down and it was like a cleansing. When I came back out and they were there and I was rattling. And I had told them that it was just my third day and they both were like, what? Okay, you need this, 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 this and this. So it was like ginger tea, more clothes. What else? A, a, a foot, a foot mat thing. Make sure my feet were dry once I was getting changed. All these things. No, I still haven't got them. But they were so open and welcoming, and accepting. Straight away, they just accepted that I was there, and there was no judgments, and it was. They were encouraging me and we had a shared experience by being in the water. We all had our own separate experiences, but we could connect on a collective experience of being in the ocean, exposing ourselves to that cold and exposing ourselves to nature and what it does for us. And it does different things for all of us. For me, I go... Yes, for the cold exposure for information, but that's not my primary reason. My primary reason is for the connection back into earth and to ground myself and to connect back in with Mother Earth. For them, they have their own reasons. Everybody has their own reason for getting into the ocean. But it's getting to connect on that level. And I've also, I've reconnected with old friends I've had conversations with different people that have been life-changing. And then I've connected with random strangers saying good morning to someone who I don't know. But I know that they've just come out and I'm just about to go in. I've also made new connections with new people, amazing women who every day go in and swim and we've now connected through that and we're having real conversations, not just chit-chat but talking about periods and life and how the water makes us feel and that as a woman with that feminine energy it's to me is really something special. And then I've connected in with myself. The ocean has made me realize what it is that I I want for myself and what I need for myself. There is a connection between the ocean and Mother Gaia. And Mother Gaia is Mother Earth and she's the Divine Mother. And every time I get in, I feel like I'm held and I feel like I'm being hugged. Even on her rough days, I still feel like I'm being held and that I'm accepted. There has been two days where she was, oh, she was angry. So I respected her. I didn't go in, but I sat and I watched. 
But even on some rough days, not the really bad ones, but some rough days, I feel held and safe and secure. And I can lie back and I can float and I can look at the sky and I can look at the mountains and I can realize that life is one big mad journey. It's a wonderfully weird journey. But it's those connections that I'm making with different people. And also reconnections with people. And the connections to myself. And knowing what it is that I want. Knowing what it is that I need. It really is a beautiful thing. And I know that sounds corny and cheesy, but it is. Third lesson I've learned from the sea self-acceptance oh I've always had issues with my body from a very young age my how old was I I was 10 when I got my period so puberty started slightly before that I started gaining weight I was had my I was chubby but I was also bullied for that in primary school and so I went from that to over to anorexia <clears throat> and just battling weight and body dysmorphia and body issues my whole life but something with the sea swimming oh, us Irish what is it with us Irish women in fake tan we just have to have it well, when you're sea swimming every day, you can't put fake tan on because it just gets stripped away. <laughs> so I haven't worn fake tan in weeks. I actually don't know when's the last time I put fake tan on and I kind of miss it a bit. But at the same time, I don't because my skin is so bad at the moment. So I've spoken about like patchiness on my skin before and I again I know where it's coming from it's gut it's adrenals it's thyroid it's too much stress cortisol all that it's too much inflammation in my system but I've had to learn to accept my skin and my blotchiness and my what is my brother-in-law calls me uh a piebald uh the do you know the ponies the piebald ponies where they're all patchy yeah that's what he calls me um, in a loving way and so I've had to learn to accept that and just be okay with looking like a Dalmatian or a piebald but then my body as well because I haven't been able to train properly my body has become a lot softer I've lost a lot of my muscle mass and one like no look I'm not that happy about it I'm like I miss having my muscle definition but I've also learned to love my softness a bit. It's like, it's okay to be soft. It's okay to be round. I've learned to accept all my cellulite. And there's a lot of it on my legs and my bum. And my dimply bum, as I call it. And I'm like, Do you know what? It's okay. All of us have it. Every woman has cellulite. Every woman has dimples. Every woman has stretch marks. That's something huge for me. I stretch marks all over myself and my inner thighs along my love handles and I know people call them their tiger stripes and yeah they are your tiger stripes 
for me it's it shows me what I've been through in my life and I'm like you know what it's okay I remember my lecturer told me my old lecturer in herbal medicine told me that my 30s would be the best years of my life she said that you'll accept your body for what it is and you'll love your body for what it is she also said you'll have the best sex of your life (laughs) because you just you let go of those insecurities and I really have let go of them I'm like look I have these stretch marks I have these dimples I have these rolls I don't have a lot of muscle mass right now I don't have a completely flat tummy but I love my body She's strong. She holds me up every day. She gets me from A to B. She's not perfect. But you know what? Nothing is. Nothing in life is perfect. So instead of resisting the flaws, just accept them. And realize that they're not flaws. They're just part of you. What's that song? perfectly imperfect I can't think of it but that's something that always sticks with me and I always say I'm I don't always say I've started saying I'm perfectly imperfect because I'm loving my body another thing with this East woman is libido it is like through the roof and again that is part of my body and accepting my sexual energy as a woman I have a lot of not a lot, I have some issues around sex that I have to work through. I used to have big issues that I did work through and now I'm working through more. But that's life, things come back, Think everything is cyclical. Everything comes back to look at in a deeper way. But I was afraid for a while that I'd lose, I would lose my libido because of having to work through these issues. But the cis women has definitely made sure that that's not going to be a problem (laughs) and there is a science behind it it's that cold exposure your body goes into shock you come out and then you want to reproduce and it also increases your testosterone levels and for women we do have quite a lot of testosterone which will increase our libido But just even connecting in with that that sexual energy, that female sexual energy, that female sacral chakra energy. It's very empowering. Even if you do have issues around sex that you need to work through, you can hold space for both. Yes, you can have issues, but yes, you can still also explore and connect with yourself on a sexual level. It's okay. It's okay to do both. To have the issues, but to still connect with yourself. If anything, I actually think it's quite cathartic and it's quite therapeutic and you can, for me anyway, I've been able to help move through some of those issues with the heightened libido and with some self-love and just looking at the areas that I do need to look at. Yeah, it is quite therapeutic and empowering. The next lesson I got was resilience. And again, that is because of my fear of the cold. And every day, well, 
almost every day. I've missed a few days due to Mother Nature. Period times. For when I get my period for the first two, three days, I don't like to go in. It's too, it is too cold. And for women, especially women who suffer with cramps, there's usually an internal cold within the body. And that's why we crave like a hot water bottle or warm teas or ginger. It's to warm ourselves up and to clear that cold dampness that's within the uterus. So on the first two, three days, I don't like to go in. And that's just holding space for my own body and holding space for my period, for my moon time. She also needs to be respected. But the resilience that I've got from it, it's like, I can't believe I'm getting in every day. I'm like, I know it's going to be cold and I'm going to be shivering and I'm going to be rattling. And sometimes I stay in too long, my stubbornness, and also I just lose track of time and I end up not being able to function for about three or four hours. I've gone too far. But... It's given me the awareness that I can do things that I don't want to do. I love getting into the ocean every day. I love her. I am so grateful for her every day. But I still fear the cold. (laughs) So knowing that if I can do that, if I can face that fear every single day of the cold, I can face so many other things. And there's a lot that throughout COVID has been brought up, has been stirred within me. But I know that I can face them. And I'm building that resilience. I'm building that determination. I'm not going to say the hardness because it's not about being hard, but I can build that self-love Something I always say is love yourself enough to do the things that will benefit you, even if they're hard. Now it does help that I have that energetic connection with the ocean. It's not just about cold exposure, it's it's more of a connection for me. So that's what spurs me on. But she is definitely building my resilience. And then the last lesson that I've gotten is giving myself permission to slow down. I'm constant. I have been constantly running and running and running. Even throughout COVID, I was running and running and running. For what? I don't know. Well, I do know. I was running away. I was running away from certain emotions that I did not want to face. And getting into the sea has made me slow down. I get there. I might journal for a couple of minutes beforehand or else I will get there and I will do some deep breathing or I will just sit and look out. I'll feel my feet in the ground and then get undressed and get in. But she has given me permission to slow down. She's given me permission to be held. She's given me permission to be seen. 
She's given me permission to be myself. Unapologetically. With no judgments. She doesn't care what I look like. She doesn't care how I feel. She doesn't care what's going through my head. She's there and she will hold me. Unconditionally. And it's that connection for me that draws me to her every single day. Slowing down is a really hard thing to do in life. We run and run and run. So that we don't have to slow down and we don't have to think about things. We don't, not even think about things, so that we don't have to face things and we don't have to feel things. Covid made everybody slow down. Covid made everybody feel things that they did not want to feel. But learning to slow down and letting yourself be supported by something or someone else. For me, they were big lessons. I go back to the, to the connections. I've created so many connections with different people and I get something different from everyone but I am grateful for all of them she has taught me a lot over the last three months and I am forever grateful I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it up all the time. I don't know if I will make it through winter. Maybe I will. I will see. I will push myself. I think I would miss her too much if I didn't. But. She's brought me back to me. Or she's helped. And she's brought me back to nature and literally just to Mother Earth. And I know I'm sounding very hippie, but that's me. I'm a big hippie. So that's this week's episode on Orla's Happy Hormones. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you can find something for you that does all of that I found it really hard to get the words for this one like I have notes I sat down and I journaled about it and I have notes on it but I was finding it hard to get the words for what it is that she has done for me because it's been a lot so I hope you have something in your life that does that for you and if not, I hope you find something in your life that does that for you. It may not be sea swimming, it could be something else. It could be just going to the woods. That's next on my list, is going back to the woods and hugging a tree. I miss hugging a tree. I can't wait to do it. <laughs> Barna Woods, here I come. So for now, happy weekend and happy hormones.